Welcome to our next episode with the Therapy Dogs Australia podcast. If you've been following us on our socials, you may be aware that we have just launched our Therapy Dogs Aotearoa branch to reach our cousins across the ditch in New Zealand. We're really excited about this and can't wait to see where it leads. Caitlin, who is a very valued member of Therapy Dogs Australia, who was also born and raised in Aotearoa, is joining Sam and I today to discuss more about it. Enjoy. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode with the Therapy Dogs Australia podcast. We have Caitlin, who's also part of Therapy Dogs Australia. So hi, Caitlin. Hello. And Sam, of course. Hi. So we're going to be chatting about um, Therapy Dogs Aotearoa today, um, which is something that we've launched recently. We're very excited about it. Um, I'm going to kick it over to Caitlin, who's going to just, yeah talk a little bit more about it and introduce it. Kia ora everyone. Um, so my name is Caitlin um, and I am from Aotearoa. So I'm from um, I'm from Christchurch. So we're going to be starting today um, with a karakia. So I'll start that now. So kia hora te marano, kia whakapapa pounamo te moana, kia hurahi ma tato i te rangi nai, aroha atu aroha mai, Tato iti e a tato katoa. May peace be widespread. May the sea be like greenstone, a pathway for us all this day. Give love, receive love. Let us show respect for each other. Um, so um my pipiha, so ko opaka opukiti muanga, ko waka waimakuroti awa no otahi ahu. Ko Thomas Tokufano, ko Caitlin Toku Ingwa. So Hut is my mountain. Waimakaroi is my river. I am from Christchurch. Thomas is my family name, and my name is Caitlin. Um, so I was born and raised in Otatahi in Christchurch. I went to school there, um, and I flew to Australia in 2014, um, and. It's funny because I'd never I'd never been to Australia before. Wow! <laughs> I had my best friend here, and she was like, "You should just move to the Gold Coast." So I was like, "Okay." Yeah. <laughs> and I had a, I had another friend in Brisbane um, who said the same thing at the same time. She was like, "You should just come to Brisbane." I was like, "Okay," and so I did. Um, but I was there for all of the all of the Christchurch earthquakes. Um, and you know, uh, that was you know when I left in two thousand fourteen, that had all been you know pretty much done. Um, with the big earthquakes anyway but um yeah for me it was there was no real reason for me to be in Christchurch I didn't have a business I didn't have a you know I didn't have mm-hmm. kids I didn't have a house or any real commitments to keep me to you know I had my family but mm-hmm. my father but I was 21 you know I was like mm-hmm. I'm gonna go be brave kicking off on an adventure <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and so that's what brought me to um to Brisbane um, and you'll notice that my accent is very much gone now. <laughs> <laughs> you um, may you may think that, but I hear it all the time. <laughs> when I came to Australia, um, yeah, my friends never failed to tell me how strong my New Zealand accent was. But <laughs> since being around Australians twenty four seven, um, I live with Australians, I work with Australians. Um, my accent has tend to move more that way. It's funny now because when I go home and I talk to people, like if I speak today or anything, they're always like, 
Where are you from? (laughs) (laughs) Here. (laughs) So my pronunciation of some words um, has, is not what it used to be. So you'll hear me say some words and you'll be like, it's not quite that, but um, that's, yeah, that's why. So um, I don't have anyone who speaks today around me, so I'm trying to practice it with my son, but he can't speak yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, Very slack of him. <laughs> 13 weeks, what the hell? Um, so, um, yeah, that that's why the, the sounding will be a little bit off, but I'm giving it a red hot go, so bear, bear with you, me. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, but that's that's pretty much my story, um, and I'm so excited to be um, to be doing this back in New Zealand because um, I know that there are a lot of people who do work with their dogs, um, and I, they've told me how great it is and how you know wonderful it is for the people that they work with, um, and so it's just it makes me really excited to go home so that we can you know make sure that everything is safe. Um, make sure that, you know, we're all working um, within welfare guidelines and, um, you know, keeping eth- keeping things ethical as well. So, because um, this is, what we offer doesn't off- doesn't exist in New Zealand just yet. So, mm, yeah, you, you identified a gap. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's wonderful that it, um, people do know about it, but it's really important that um, we set this baseline so that people can do it safely and correctly um, so that they don't injure themselves, their dogs, or the people that they're working with. Um, and yeah. I suspect that it is going to look a little bit different from what we um, offer currently in Australia because there's a different, you know, group of people that we're working with. There's different mm. things that come in culturally mm. um, when we're working with, you know, um, Indigenous cultures. So it's I'm really excited for how that's going to look and how we can adapt and how we can facilitate that for people so and we're going to learn a lot from that as well you know like um which is also going to be really exciting so can't wait to me this um progression makes a lot of sense for us so to give people a little bit more information about caitlin caitlin started working for me at poor as our receptionist so she answered a job ad (laughs) that is so cool she was like I'll do it. She worked um at a car hire place. Yeah. Yeah. Um and like rocked up and we were like, mm, she seems all right. Like <laughs> which is how I hire everyone. <laughs> Haven't checked a reference in my life. Uh, <laughs> uh and you know what? Most of the time it works out. So it's all good. But um rolls up. So she's doing the reception work and probably won't mind me saying this but she didn't love it so (laughs) there was a few issues along the way of Caitlin just really not loving it uh and it's funny um, because I like I I enjoy doing um you know like I enjoy organizing myself mm. and because I like I'd also done like admin stuff before but I think for me like coming out of like an admin role but I didn't click make the connection that I wasn't loving that I wasn't loving that job that environment. But I didn't translate that to probably you just don't like admin. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so um, we're all learning. 
That's For those it. listening, actually, Paul, we're just just stepping in. Pause your psychology. Yes, like psychologists and counselors, like a clinic, yeah. animal yeah, assisted so clinic, and it's an animal assisted <clears throat> uh, therapy clinic um, that I run in Redcliffe. So we have you know a small team of psychs, prov psychs, and speechy. Um, so <clears throat> and we're all canine assisted. So anyway, but this is like I don't know, like what four years ago or something like this is a, a while minute. ago now yeah. and so Caitlin's doing the admin and I'm like so our my other psychologist that worked there at the time Amy who's done a podcast with us before um she works at a school now she I think she was provisional provisionally registered and then she became generally registered and I was like oh, yeah. we need a, we need another prof psych and Caitlin was like I know one and I was like <laughs> who and she was like my partner and I was like what <laughs> So that's Samuel who um, had done his degree and just as happens, really hard to get into an internship after your degree. It was a nightmare. Really? Wow. I didn't realize it was hard. Oh, okay. It's easier now with the NDIS, but it was a nightmare back back then. Like when, especially when I was doing it, it was a nightmare. So anyway, it turns out Samuel's done a psychology degree and is like doing support work and like looking for an opportunity and I was like get him in here well, the same thing I like met him and I was like he seems all right <laughs> <laughs> yeah so Samuel comes along we put Samuel through his his four plus two um prof psych so it must be Cato because that'd be nearly a year ago that he became generally registered yeah yeah I don't know. It would be around about, it'd be around about, if not more. I was thinking maybe it was a year in March, but. You know um, what? It's, I know it's been just coming up, either just coming up here or just over a year because we're about to do our first tax return as him being a size. I was going (laughs) to say, like, because it's as a contractor. So, yeah. um, The progression of that also included. So we got, so we got Caitlin, she's doing the admin. She's not a huge fan. Um, and then we get Samuel who starts his provisional pathway and I'm like, this is cool. And then, um, Caitlin is like, you know, she's that. So to, to clarify, so the admin role of a psychology practice or allied health practice is a terrible job. Like it is is just so hard. It's full Mm -hmm. on. There's a lot of things that come into it. There's so much to it. Like it's it's not a normal admin job. There are, you've it's very complex. Every day doesn't it's not just the same every day. It's there's and there's about a million things that you've mm, got to be thinking of fun. all the time. It's full mm. on. Like people that enjoy it and are really good at it. Like um, so Emily, who does if anyone has dealt with our admin with um TDA, Emily now does our poor admin um as well. So but she's, she's a, warrior, a weapon. Like, like she just she gets it, you know. But she also she had that. done it previously somewhere else. So she it wasn't her mm, first yeah. rodeo she thrown in the deep end. practice at yes. Yeah. And she knows us, you know. So it was like a really smooth transition. Um so so Caitlin's doing the Samuel's original, and then Caitlin finishes her. She's doing a, a, a counselling qualification, um, and then she like finishes that, and we're like, "Oh, sick! Like <laughs> <laughs> this is thick, man." And then 
um, Caitlin becomes a counsellor at the clinic and we just get another admin person. Like we're like, this admin sucks. Like let's <laughs> do something. What do you want to do? I remember having a conversation with Kato being like, so what do you want to do? Like what do you want to do? Um, and we just have been over the course of this however many years just really trying to find what is it that you want to do and what passion what makes what's your passion mate like what makes you happy and that sort of stuff because it wasn't the admin and it was a hard time I think even probably won't mind me saying Kato but it was a hard time in your life just oh. being stressed yeah. and yeah. yeah that would not have helped yeah oh and it's like there was a point there where I was working three jobs like it was just it was mm. just one of those times where we're you know Samuel's early career where <laughs> we're young with there's lots, you know, there was financial commitments that came up and we were just like, let's just, we were trying to travel and stuff as well. And, um, you know, there was buying a house that came into it at some point. So there was a lot of things that were going on. You were living further away too. Like there was a bit of, quite a bit of commuting as well. And yeah, you know, like it's it just a whole thing. <laughs> it's a whole thing. And um, so, sorry, go Max. No, no, you go. I was like, you kind of, um, so then we find out, okay, so we're going to get Caitlin, like we're, we're going to swap it. She's going to do counselling. And then we trained Caitlin and Samuel's dogs. Um, I can't even remember when that was. And like both just took a real liking to to that. Um, I know Samuel did as well, but has been focusing on his being an early career psychologist because it's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but so Samuel does animal-assisted therapy we're three dogs now, so they've got Willow, Storm, and Ocean. Um, so Samuel's been, you know, uh, swapping his dogs around and working with dogs. Uh, and Caitlin's on maternity leave because she selfishly had a baby, which, you know, threw a spanner in the works <laughs> for... <laughs> you can't speak Maldi yet or at all. What the hell? And, I mean, what's he like with the admin? Because I just, you know... <laughs> we'll be coming up to his first performance review you know because obviously he was born in born into a family that worked for me so obviously yeah, exactly. so is expected yeah. to follow yeah. <laughs> I think it's like a genetically genetically he's <laughs> it's poor and TDA it just runs through his veins I think <laughs> yeah you'll have to run some child animal <laughs> therapy class or something oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, buddy so then Caitlin, so Caitlin took an interest um, in the TDA stuff. I remember, did we, I don't remember if we, we had you doing the TDA admin as well for a bit. But, yeah, um, a little bit, yeah. That was the time there. And then, you know, the dog training was just a real good fit for Caitlin. So she went and did a dog training qualification as well. Um, so most of you will have met, if you're already um, aligned with Therapy Dogs Australia, you would have met Caitlin she co-facilitates our courses, she trains our dogs, she does our temperament assessments, she marks our obedience assessments, she's got a lot going on with us um, and she's a very, very big part of Therapy Dogs Australia and Therapy Dogs Aotearoa and what we do. And so when Caitlin came to me with the brainchild, oh, actually I meant to say as well, so doing her counselling, um, Caitlin went and was trained in um, the cultural counselling as well. What's that called? It's is it uh, like Cobra Modi? Yeah. So so yeah. Caitlin at, at Poor 
was doing um, targeted like counselling for Maori folk as well in our community. So um, her room was like had all these beautiful. She's it was all set up for like all this like really cool cultural stuff that that you do that like makes sense to come into this space and all this beautiful stuff on the walls and yeah it was just a she really created this really cool little thing and it was all you know so when we had that conversation how many years ago about like what do you want to do man like just what do you want to do and let's just do it like let's do it and since then Caitlin's come up with stuff and ideas and things she wants to do and we've found ways to do it and she's found ways to do it um and it's led us all the way to here which is um why are we not you know there's therapy dogs over the ditch and can't find anyone who's (laughs) training them like who's training these dogs and handlers over there um as Caitlin's obviously got a really strong connection with her culture uh, and she's, you know, all her family's all over there and, you know, all that sort of stuff. So still a big, huge connection um, to Aotearoa and came and said, what's the go with this? And it's been on the back burner. Like we've been intending to make something happen mm. um, to provide something over there because obviously it's our passion, you know, like we want handlers and dogs trained and, um, you know, New Zealanders are our cousins. So um <laughs> You know, like you can't really can't really throw a stick and not hit a New Zealander in Australia. So <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. There are a lot of us around. <laughs> That's it. And I mean we've we're we're um we've got a, a connection as countries together as well, we're alliances and all that sort of stuff. And um I think that well, so what happened? It was on the back burner. Um, and you know, I'm kind of as you all probably know, I'm got way too many pots in the air plates in the air (laughs) constantly pots in the air (laughs) because I've thrown them because I've reached my breaking point (laughs) it's my Friday afternoon pot throwing ceremony (laughs) similar to many other cultural ceremonies except it's my own and (laughs) it's it's the sign of a meltdown (laughs) so (laughs) Um, you know, looking into it, looking into it, she was a bit of a pain to figure out. There's not a lot of information, mate. I'm like, we're trying to figure out how do we do this? Anyway, Caitlin, as I mentioned, selfishly had a baby. So she's on maternity leave. <laughs> and I don't know, obviously new mums have got heaps of time on their hands or something. I don't know what it's like, but <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's hit the old Google pretty hard um, and has like honestly like so, so Jed's 13 weeks old now so he, I think you're on maternity leave for about I don't know four weeks or five weeks or something before he was, uh yeah about, like about four I think. um and yeah in that time Caitlin's figured it out and has been amazing. reaching out to people amazing like it just wouldn't have happened like it's just one of those things like honestly like I've had emails about this pinned on my inbox for months where I'm like <laughs> I'm gonna get to that I'm gonna get to that I'm gonna and then I'll like look at something for 15 minutes get confused and overwhelmed and be like all right tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> repin this email <laughs> don't know what to do yeah. So, and we even reached out, like I reached out and asked people and people were like, oh, I don't know, like, you know, and I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> why is it that hard? Where are the yeah. Anzacs? What the hell? <laughs> yeah. 
like why is this not in our you know mutual treaty or whatever um right. but I think a lot of it is because people just don't know because it hasn't been done before and no one's had no one's asked that question yeah. no one's yeah. no one's taking the initiative to to be like hold on a sec <laughs> yeah and like it's too it's such a big thing as well it's not just oh we'll put up a workshop and we'll just you know see how it goes yeah. <laughs> it's there's a lot of um you know research that does need to come into it for to protect ourselves as a, as a company mm. first of all but to also protect myself as a handler and yeah. a, you know, a trainer and also to protect the company that I, you know, if we do partner with people, like to protect them as well and Absolutely. to make sure that we're giving them the, you know, the people in New Zealand, the right, you know, the right advice or the right information, because if I don't, or if we don't, then that's a useless workshop. <laughs> so, that's it. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. There and is so much to it. There is, there are things that are different between Australia and New Zealand in terms of, you know, training and, um, what the government offers in terms of like funding even like you know mm. in Australia we have NDIS that doesn't exist in New Zealand they have um, ACC which is it's similar to Medicare but different so um, there's a lot less funding available for um, people in New Zealand um, so a lot of training does is, is an out-of-pocket cost unless you have a you know you work for a company that um, does you know want to contribute to your um, to your professional development but um, I know that that's quite hard to come. It's quite hard to come by in, in Australia. So, um, mm. you know, New Zealand's mm. uh, different in terms of um, the financial aspect of things. Um, mm. There's a lot more funding available in uh, in Australia compared to New Zealand. So, um, it yeah, there's a lot of differences. So it's definitely something that we need to to take seriously and to yeah to make sure that we're giving people the right information mm. uh, so that we don't cause any upsets anywhere. That's it. Yeah. It's a big responsibility. Um, and it's not something that we've taken lightly and it's certainly like, you know, we're not just, um, like, Oh, we'll just see what happens. You know, it is something that we've put a lot of thought into and obviously, um, you know, Caitlin's got a deep connection. So we're not, um, going into this, like, Oh, well, we'll just, who cares? Like, oh, who cares about that? <laughs> it's it is actually very important to us on a personal level, um, and then it's important to us on a professional level as well. So when those two things marry up and combine, and we've got a driving force behind us, like Caitlin, who has um, yeah done a, done a lot of the footwork and continues to do a lot of the footwork um, while I throw pots and pans around on Friday <laughs> afternoons. Uh, <laughs> uh yeah so it's very exciting so what's coming up so we've been emailing so a lot of people already know about this because we've been on our socials um therapy dogs Aotearoa has its own socials um it is a uh trading under therapy dogs australia so um if anyone in Aotearoa is like who are these clowns mm, uh, don't get confused <laughs> don't get confused you are trading where we are therapy dogs australia and uh therapy dogs Aotearoa is a trading name for um you guys over there so uh very exciting we've had a opening offer for all of uh New Zealand residents so that we can we know that these are tough times um even in Australia you know like at the economy and the way things are at the moment she's a bit of a sight to sore eyes but in in New Zealand my uh, my partner's son lives in New Zealand and so yeah, we get information from over there as well. And it, it's a dire situation over there too. So yeah. 
ridiculous like the cost we think we got it bad here like it's it's way worse over there it's so tough it sucks it sucks man like it's it's becoming an unlivable situation um where people just cannot afford yeah just everyday stuff um so it's putting a lot of stress on people that means that therapy dogs are going to be super useful uh, you know, like to, you know, and like all the stuff oh, yeah. that goes, yeah, earthquakes and all that sort of shit that goes on over in there. So, <laughs> flooding. <laughs> we're flooding. So we do want um, therapy dogs over there, um, but we are aware of the economic crisis that's happening as well. So we've been running a, a 20% off offer for our New Zealand residents. So uh, we will be giving you a code at the end of this podcast as well, because by the time this has been uh, launched that original code will be expired but we'll give you a new one at the end of this and for our New Zealand residents we're going to extend that for you until the end of 2023 Woo-hoo. so the end of 2023 courses so uh just hang in there for that or fast forward till the end um <laughs> to- <laughs> whatever do whatever you want good stuff Okay, so what are we doing, Cato? What are we offering? How does this work? So we've got, um, we're going to be doing um, a workshop in Ōtutahi, in Christchurch, um, this September. Um, I have been in communication with a company um, to hopefully run it with them, partner with them, which is very exciting, but um, we've just got to finalise a few details before I can confirm whether that's going to go ahead or not. Um, so that's going to be our first workshop in Aotearoa and it's going to be our only free workshop as well. So we're going to, um, we're going to do this one for free so that we can just put, um, let people meet us, let people meet me, let, um, get them to put a name to the, um, a face to the company and things like that. Um, and just bring a bit of awareness more than anything else. Community Um, focus. this yeah. is a this mm. is a real company it's yeah yes. like it's yeah it's <laughs> based in australia but it is a real company there are real people here yes. yeah yeah so we're just gonna yeah test the waters a little bit with that um so um that should be happening on the 29th of september um but again i will um i still have to f- confirm a few things around that um, but it it'll it will be the September um because I will be in New Zealand this September. So <laughs> that's yep. when it will happen. Um we're also gonna do um um on a different day, probably a, the day after that, on the 30th, um, we'll do some um free 15-minute um face-to-face pre what we call pre-course assessments. So that's um when we meet. So someone might come to us and they're like, oh, I've got this dog. I work in this, you know, I work in education or I work in mental health, but I've got this dog and I really want to do um, you know, therapy dog work, um, mm-hmm. or you know, be in the animal assisted activities or services area, but I'm just not sure if this dog is the right fit. Yeah. Uh, and we say, cool, let's do a pre-course assessment. So they come to us and we have a chat, we meet the dog. And we kind of get a feel for the dog, um, see what its temperament's like, see like, you know, how they interact with the, with the new environment, talk to the person, have a look at the human animal, animal bond between them and kind of gauge whether um, that dog is right for that that particular um, role that they've got in mind or whether mm. it might be some other thing that might be better or maybe this dog just isn't the right fit for um, this 
you know this realm at all yep. um and it doesn't mean that they're a bad dog it just means that that's mm. just not the best thing for them um and that just comes yep. from a safety um angle <laughs> um yeah and so- a welfare for the dog thing like it's the main thing is going to be like this dog's not going to enjoy this job like that's the main thing um and the other thing is this dog might think that this job is fun but it's going to create complete chaos um so we would need to see this dog being better managed or more mature a lot of the time because they're younger uh, before we would say it's a good idea to take this dog into a dental clinic or psychology practice. 100%. Um, So, um, yeah, that's going to be the free 15-minute assessments. I'm going to try to keep to that 15 minutes as much as possible. Um, That 15 minutes does always fly by very quickly. So that's my intention. but yeah, we'll see how much interest we get from the previous workshop. Um, hmm. The time that I have in New Zealand is limited because I do have to return to Australia, unfortunately. So, <laughs> I'll, I'll, yeah, we'll just have to gauge what the interest is, and then hopefully, um, I I do have a bit of space where I can open up a couple, you know, another day or so if the interest is there. Um, so don't fret if um, you don't get a spot we can always do we've always got the option for you to meet us online as well so we can yeah. even though um you know face-to-face is better but um we can still have a get a really good gauge of you and your dog in your situation um online as well so we do yeah. do those assessments via zoom so we do worst case scenario <laughs> you can still meet us it'll just be over zoom yeah that's such good value too because i mean you really know your stuff and like, you know, it's not just like, you know, 15 minutes of like, let's just check out the dog. Like there's just that heap of value that comes from that 15 minute little pre-consultation. We're not going to know, like from 15 minutes, we're not going to know definitely yes. But I tell people that in a one hour pre-assessment or pre-course consult anyway, like we're not going to know what it's this dog is going to look like after we've put X amount of training and time into them and bloody blah. But there are a certain number of dogs that we will look at that will be a definite yes. And there's some that we will look at that will be a definite no. And so that's what we're trying to get through is we don't want people paying for courses with a definite no dog. And then we meet it at the end of the course in a temperament assessment. We're like, there's no way this dog was ever going to be like what? And (laughs) they've wasted their money. They've wasted their time, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, And yeah, but so there's, And there's things that like dogs aren't static, like they evolve with their environment and their circumstances all the time. So if we look at your dog in September, 2023, that's not to say that in September, 2025, um, that that is the same. It's like looking at a child at that time, you know? So we just want to be aware. And that, I mean, that happens for all of us anyway, like anything can occur in our environment or our situations um, that uh, has an impact on our dogs and the dog becomes either suitable or not suitable for the work that we're trying to do. So we keep obviously disclaimer, keep that in mind. Um, <laughs> but we can definitely like I, what I find during the pre-course consults is the the best information is the information that I'm giving the person over what we are looking for in these dogs for this type of setting, because they don't know. So um, yep. and, a, and a standard everyday pet dog trainer can't tell you because they've never worked with dogs in those exactly. settings. So yep. they don't know. So they we get people that come to us that a, a pet dog trainer has told them that this dog is a yes or a no, but we're, we're like, well, that, 
we wouldn't agree with that. A lot of the time it's a no, like people, pet dog trainers have said no. Um, and we've come back and been like, we, this dog's perfect. Like, what are you talking <laughs> yeah, about? This is a yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> we want dogs like this. So um, yeah, just being aware of that, but like the, in, the amount of information that we have to give to you is huge. Um, so if you're going to do book in for a 15 minute um, time slot with Cato, I would recommend that you do that intro workshop the day before, because it's going to help you really put the picture together. Yes. If you can't make these dates, we run these courses online, like we yes. run them. Um, but this was just your opportunity for a face-to-face and we're, you know, obviously um, cutting the costs for you for coming and doing it face-to-face and coming and meeting Caitlin and um, introducing yourselves and letting us introduce ourselves to you. So that's why there's this um, conversation happening. But if you miss out, uh, we're, yeah, we've been here for like seven years. We will continue. We're online. Yeah. 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 Yes. We're not going anywhere. Mm. Um, Yeah. Like it's, it's, and even if you're, um, you know, we do, there, we have such a great variety of things that we run now, like comparatively to when, mm. you know, Amy, who also works for Therapy Dogs Australia and I did this course, you know, back a long time ago, it's, we've developed so yeah. much since then. Like back then we just had, I think you just had the community and clinical courses, but now we've yeah. got, you know, the pre-course assessments, we've got the puppy training, the adolescent training, mm. we've got, you can even do one-on-one dog training with us. So um, yeah. it might be that you just book in a one-on-one a session that could just be for to discuss things with us or it could be for like you know live dog training feedback it could be like if you've already done your course you can do that to like get your videos um to get a feel for your videos before you submit them for assessment just to see if they're on the right track or not yeah like there's so many different things that you can um that we can work with you on it's not just you know doing the course there is so much outside of that which is so so cool yeah I feel like we have our own culture um where yeah it's it's actually quite a personalized service so Mm. people actually come to us and from the moment that they approach us to you know graduating and then reassessments um every year after that it's such a personalized offering for them the whole way where, you know, we've got people that have got, they do regular group supervision with us, or we've got people that do individual supervision with us. or we've got people that do, um, yeah, like individual dog training or yeah, like there's, you know, and I'm, you know, we're reassessing dogs. So, you know, we've got, <laughs> we've got uh, teams that I've known now for six years, like, you know, like we just keep reassessing the dogs and have our, have our catch up and, have a coffee and you know <laughs> heaps of heaps of people I do reassessments with I go and buy them a coffee and we sit at the cafe and I assess the dog and we have a chat and what's been going on and that's the yeah. stuff and it's really we got people new students that um one of the things I, I've mentioned before but I do want people to know is that we're accommodating people for their capacity to learn and get these assessments in as well so we understand that we're training a human as well as training the dog um and there are multiple people that i have guided through their obedience assessment videos and you know we we will change this process up um in terms of how uh we you know submit things and stuff like that to get people across the line because we know you know not all dog dogs are created equal they're not cookie cutters and neither are all of our handlers so we have a criteria and we stick to our criteria but the way that we help you 
get to that criteria is different based on every dog and every human. So, you know, I know that myself, Caitlin and Amy um, all have got personal relationships with many of our um, graduates and students because we have um, spent a lot of time with them. Yeah. (laughs) And it's so cool when you get to like, um, like I can can think of a couple of teams in particular where like I see them regularly like with their yearly um, renewals of this um, certificates and like it's just so cool to see that the dog is still so spunky or like they're yes. obedient, cute they're yeah. their obedience or something and I'm like look at these and you so you feel so proud you're like look at these guys go like, so good oh. it's so good and like, I've had a few too like um like a few regulars lately and I'm like look at you guys go like oh you know <laughs> and the dog's loving it and you know the kids are loving it. The school's loving it. Everyone loves it. It's all great. Um, and then we've got, you know, new teams coming through as well where um, one of the things that I'm really enjoying is our weekly classes that are on Monday nights that are online. And, you know, people are logging in and they've got X amount of questions or problems or whatever's going on. And so we talk through them and then they log in the next week or fortnight and I'm like, how'd that go? They're like, oh, yeah, no, that's fine now. That's all sorted and like and they've got their like progression videos of like their dogs are on mats and things like that and these are like young dogs you know and it just makes me so happy I'm like look at these dogs go man like you guys are killing it this is so exciting to be like that's something that we didn't get to do before that's new this year is the puppy and adolescent training programs and it's super fun to be guiding people and guiding people uh, mentally and emotionally through it too. Like we have a lot of conversations about like, okay, so everyone just relax. Take a breath. You know, everything's okay because we don't want to be putting a lot of pressure on these dogs as babies that they're going to be a therapy dog. Like we just need to raise this baby. So when we're doing that, we, we, we're we focusing on raising a great happy satisfied friendly dog and that dog will tell you at by 12 months that dog will tell you whether or not it's going to be a therapy dog exactly like your human child at 18 will be telling you exactly what they're going to be doing with their life too so your dog will do that but you lay the foundations and you can't raise a child like to be a lawyer you know, you can't be like, yeah, I'm going to rate and this is a little Jed's a lawyer. So that's why we parent him like this because he's going to be a lawyer. <laughs> you can't do that. It doesn't work like that. You raise a happy, confident, healthy little human and then they get to 18 and what, however, you, some of them are 14 and then they go, I'm doing this. And you're like, okay, like I'm, I'm cheering <laughs> you on. I'm cheering you on from over here. So it's, I see it as a similar thing with our dogs too. If we're putting too much pressure on turning this dog into something, I'm seeing that become quite stressful. And then that's counterproductive to what we're trying to achieve. So we're just raising baby dogs and uh, reaping the benefits of that yep. later. Um, and, you know, the another cool thing, that um that I will be doing um once I've got this you know workshop stuff out of the way because I'm only going to do one thing at a time because I'm not going to overwhelm myself by doing too many things at once (laughs) if you do overwhelm yourself um if you've got any pots in your kitchen throw them up just throw them in the air I 
haven't done that yet so maybe that's what i'm that's maybe i should try that tactic problem solved Um, (laughs) another thing that um, i will be doing at some point this year um is i'm doing some uh today and moldy dog training so the thing with we will be incorporating today moldy into our dog training um, the thing to keep in mind with that is that the, all the methods will stay the same. It's just the mm-hmm. language that we're changing. Um, mm-hmm. And that's quite an easy change to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know that like today, Maori is becoming quite prevalent in school, like comparatively to when I was in school, like it was around, it was there, but it wasn't as much as it is now where teachers are actively speaking it in their, you know, in their everyday um, curriculum, which is that's really, really awesome. Cool. Yeah. So cool. yeah. It's really cool. Um so there there will be a need for that. So we'll be um we'll be so doing some training videos where all we're doing is just changing the language. The methods are the same, it's just the language that we're changing. Yeah. Um and I know that there'll be people who as we do this, there'll be people who who'll come to us with some really great ideas about, you know, mm. about the language and um yeah. things that we can change or something. So I'm really looking forward to that as well. Yeah. Um Yeah, we're looking so, for feedback too. So always. anyone listening to this, please, yeah. yeah. Don't hesitate. Always, always. Um, so that'll be something else that um will make this um a little bit different from Australia. Um, because uh, at the moment we've just got the one language in Australia, um, which again I'm sure can change at some point. And some of our students may already be using different languages. Um, uh, some are, yeah, some are, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's um, remember we had that teacher, that languages teacher, and she was using. I can't remember what language it was, um, with her little dog. It was like a school dog and she was using That is so cool. Yeah, yeah. and it was to encourage yeah. the kids to speak the language she's teaching. Oh, that's brilliant. That's what I yeah. needed when I was learning no, languages. No, no, I will talk to nobody in German except the dog, all right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I do remember. And there's been a few, um, I remember there's a lady up in around north of Brisbane area um, on the Sunshine Coast where she's, she was a Japanese teacher and she was using Japanese with her dog. Well, um, it might, might have been her. Might have been, yeah, it could have been her. Um, <laughs> Sounds like the same person. It could be the same person. Very similar story. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yes, there is, yeah, the methods stay the same, but we can change the language um, to, yeah. to be more appropriate <clears throat> for your setting. So, um, yep, very exciting things that are going to be um, coming out of one of branching out. Sorry, Kato. One of the things that um, I think we in Australia don't understand is the full embrace of Indigenous culture mm. that you guys have in Aotearoa, where we just don't have that here, and it is a goddamn shame. And yeah, it's very every, Australia. If you've ever watched a football game and seen the haka, it is spectacular. Like. <laughs> It's so everyone loves it, yeah. but for some reason in Australia, we just don't get it. We don't. We have made small improvements in embracing our indigenous culture, but not really. Like not really. No, yeah, nowhere near so, enough. Nowhere near. We don't speak the language. Like and and a lot of Aboriginal people can't speak the language now because they've been so far removed from their ancestors and things like that so and it's a damn shame that we've Mm. lost a lot of that already and I hope that we don't completely lose 
will continue to lose um, that culture and history because it's so rich. The Maori culture is very special and the way that New Zealand has embraced uh, Indigenous culture, the way that, I don't know what the right terminology would be, but the way that New Zealand makes works, mm. I don't see that anywhere else. And I'm I'm not well-travelled, but I really don't know other countries that combine their Indigenous culture with their more European culture. Is that the right way to say that? And I think so. Works? And it's, it's such a, like, the whole, the whole Indigenous thing is such a big topic. <laughs> it's just, there is so much that comes into it. But it's there is there is a dramatic difference between how New Zealand, um, you know, incorporates their indigenous culture comparatively to Australia, and it's yeah. I mean, yeah, there there are so many things that come into that. Um, the size of the country, the funding, the you know, um, people in the stolen generation, how that was so recent. Um, mm. A lot of hurt from that, but there is lots of you know intergenerational trauma mm. um, in both yeah. respects. Yeah. Um, but yeah, such a big topic, but it, it it's so lovely to, um, you know, I know that there will be people who will be interested in doing that in New Zealand, whereas we haven't really had that so much with um, the Aboriginal culture here mm. yet. I'm not yeah. saying that that won't happen, but I hope it does, but it hasn't Me been too. something that we've had um, and no one's really reached us, out to us for that yet. Um, so I know that that will be a thing in New Zealand. So to have that, um, and people can take it or leave it, like you don't have to do yep. it if you don't um but it is going to be there available for you if that is something that you're interested in so very exciting so cool mm, if anyone's so cool. um listening and happens to be an aboriginal australian and would is interested in that um can you contact me and let's see if we can figure out how we can because obviously so caitlin's moldy so yes yeah so that's our connection to caitlin's culture um, and it's appropriate for her to be driving this. Um, so if there is an Indigenous Australian, Aboriginal Australian who is interested um, in yeah, creating something, let us know. I know one of the barriers is that we have like many versions of um, Aboriginal yeah. language. Yeah. Is that different in Aotearoa? Um, yes and no. So there are um, lots of different tribes around. Um and for the most part, the language is the same, but there are certain tribes that have different dialects for different words. But for the okay. most part, if you were to say, you know, a word that 99% of people would understand what you mm. meant, it might just be a slight change. But it's yeah. definitely not like Aboriginal culture where, you know, they're, they're, so, they're, they're scattered so vastly and the, yeah. the dialects change so dramatically <laughs> depending on your region. So, um, but yeah, if you were to speak, today I'm Māori to someone in New Zealand they would for the most part they would understand you but there may be like a word or two that's a little bit different yeah yeah I think that that's like you know in terms of communication accessibility stuff like that I think that that probably does make a pretty big difference but... oh 100% for sure okay super exciting so there's a couple of things there for you guys to be aware of um if you're brand new uh and listening in and you're from out at our, uh and you're not sure how our courses work and how are we doing this we run them online so we all of our stuff is run online uh and there is a face-to-face -face component where a qualified dog trainer will do a temperament assessment of your dog 
Um, in Australia, we have locum dog trainers, we call them. They're all over Australia. Um, so we've got dogs all over Australia that don't have to travel to, we're in Brisbane. They don't have to travel to us to get their temperament assessments done. We um, take temperament assessments from dog trainers all over Australia. So there is the opportunity for that in Aotearoa as well, where we will be able to take uh, temperament assessments from dog train qualified dog trainers in your area. We know there's plenty of dog trainers in Aotearoa. Yes. The other, um, you know, being a smaller country and I, I know, yeah, we might have some access issues and stuff like that, but we will be there too. So we will be coming um, and doing this stuff with you guys as well. We are going to have a presence over there. Luckily, you're not too far away from us. So uh, <laughs> Just you know, a hop, skip and a jump. <laughs> hop, skip and a jump over the ditch. Yeah. Uh, and we can go and, yeah, hang out with our cousins across the ditch. And, yeah, we'll be there. So um, we will do your face-to-face -face stuff as well, which is just an a temperament assessment. The rest of it's all online. So you have got easy access to us. We are aware that there's some a time difference. So for our courses and things, um, that are running at a time they are Australian Eastern Standard Time for the group stuff where you log in. However, um, I've already added like Christchurch and everything to my world. <laughs> what a legend <laughs> on my phone. So it means um, that people from New Zealand get a bit of a sleep in, but they get a bit of a later dinner. So it's three thirty-six p.m. in Auckland right yeah. now. It's one thirty-six here. So. Okay, so a couple on, couple hours ahead. Yeah, and that mm. obviously depends on daylight savings because New Zealand does have daylight savings as well. So sometimes it'll be three hours, sometimes it'll be two hours, but just means you get a little bit of a sleep in and a bit of a later dinner sometimes. So, well, Perth are eleven thirty six a.m. Yes. So we and we have lots of people in Perth, so it sucks for them because they have to get up really <laughs> early in the morning. <laughs> Yeah, they get up very early in the morning, and we're we're all like bright and chipper at like nine a.m. Like, <laughs> <"Three> a. <laughs> whatever. And we're like, what the heck? Because <laughs> I forget about time differences. That's why I had to put them all on my phone so I could be like, oh goodness. Well, even even because I'm in Sydney, like bloody daylight yeah. savings messes with yeah with us here. Daylight savings messes with everything. Awkward time though, because it's like half an hour, isn't it? No, it's an hour. It's an, an hour, hour difference, yeah. Reason I thought it was half an hour, but it's such an awkward time. <laughs> that would be so impossible to manage. <laughs> Why? <laughs> oh, Caitlin. So <laughs> um, whenever we have daylight savings, um, I have a large number of people not showing up to their appointments that they've booked with me online that are in New South wells or whatever because they, they you know, just messes <laughs> yeah. with them when so i interviewed I put, with you sam i was an uh, hour early i think uh, <laughs> i didn't know what was going on Tina's a bean she was like get this where job. is this chick <laughs> yeah. um the um other thing is so our website is also so you guys are just all included on our therapy dogs australia website for the time being um and the prices are all in AUD. So just be aware of that as well. Um, so there's a couple of clunky little bits and pieces there, um, but we think that we can work around those. So time difference, um, you know, physical face-to-face -face assessments and currency conversion 
um, are definitely on the list, but we've got contingency plans for all of that. So be aware of that. I think they're manageable obstacles. Uh, I know that they're manageable obstacles. So yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So um, the idea is that, I mean, because I go back to New Zealand frequently anyway, because, you know, my father is there and so I obviously like to go see them. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there. I I at least go to New Zealand at least once a year, but I do I do aim for two. So um during that time, um they'll and we'll because people need to be reassessed and have face-to-face different yeah. businesses, as Sam said. So we'll look at doing like, you know, mid start of the year and then mid of the end of the year. So yeah. Depending on how how slow this is or fast this is to take off will depend on like where we go around the country. So it might be that. Um, we do one in Auckland or it might be that we do one in Wellington or that we do, there will be at least one in Christchurch regardless. Like there will always yeah. be one in Christchurch because that's where my whānau is based. So, um, but um, again, as Sam said, like there are dog trainers that are in New Zealand. So, um, and the process that we have works with, working with local trainers works so well for us in Australia. So I oh, not working in New Zealand as well. So I'd be um, very surprised if yeah, it, like it's yeah. it's and again, worst case scenario, it's a half hour flight from Christchurch to Wellington. Like it's not like it's on it, yeah, <laughs> honest and yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you know, we you guys, so we give everyone in Australia the option. You can use a locum dog trainer, or you can come to us. Uh, and obviously, when they're in a different state, sometimes people come to us because um, they're coming on holidays anyway. Uh, and great, we we do that. Um, but most people obviously choose some a convenience and choose a trainer in their area. So you guys will have that option. You guys will be able to choose via convenience of having the trainers in your area um, or you'll have the option where we go over there and we're in a certain spot. We'll be in a couple of spots, obviously, north and south, but um, we will be there and you can come to us as well. Yeah. The other thing about the time difference is that we have got our self-paced courses um so just be aware that you know that is an option too so uh you can run you you can you don't have to log in for a group um time you can do those and then we book your tuition which is like a like professional supervision um around your diary your calendar when you're available um generally speaking so there's options there for flexibility um what else was I gonna say what else anything else guys we're very um accessible too I was just gonna say emailing us you will get a reply personalized reply like we get Mm -hmm. a lot of very specific questions about you know different dogs in different industries and like don't hesitate to reach out to us like info at therapydog.com.au or Instagram Mm -hmm. Got it all. <laughs> yeah, so you guys have got your therapy dogs out on our Facebook and Instagram. Um, there's not as much content on there, obviously, as the Therapy Dogs Australia stuff. So I would suggest that you follow both, um, but your specific updates obviously will go to your Therapy Dogs out on our socials. Um, so be aware of that. If you're listening and you want to be kept up to date with what's going on, jump on the website. It's www.therapydog.com.au and join the mailing list. Um, subscribe to the mailing list. We've found a heap of your emails anyway and been sending you emails. So <laughs> sorry about that. But um, yeah, just trying to introduce ourselves. So uh, yeah, jump on there, subscribe to that. 
Um, what else do we need to let you know? I think that's it. Oh, the code. That's right. Sorry, uh, guys. Whoa. Uh, slow <laughs> down. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> so if you didn't know, when we, um, these emails that we found and have been emailing, been offering everybody a 20% off of our um, clinical course, community course, typical, intensive, and self-paced. Selective, though. There are selective courses at the Selected moment. dates. Mm. But I think it's I think Should it's make a general? Co- I think it's all the courses that are left for the rest of this year. Oh, there you go. That's good. Um, so we've got course starting on the 14th of August. So I'm just looking at my calendar. The 14th of August, a clinical course. We've got um 25th the, of September community. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Uh 18th of September clinical 9th That's of sold October out. clinical 13th of November community course and then there's two courses in there's clinical and community courses in December as well so it's 20% off all the self-paced option as well so your code for that is podcast nz no spaces it'll make it all capitals when you put it in there but it just do all lowercase podcast p-o-d-c-a-s-t-n-z so we originally gave that 20% offer and was supposed to expire on the 7th of August. Um, but for you podcast listeners, we have extended it and you will be able to use that course for any of the 2023 courses. Use that code for any of the 2023 courses that we have spaces available in. No rain checks, all the same terms and conditions apply. No rain checks. We can't, you know, book it in December and then reschedule it for May next year. That's not <laughs> how it works. <laughs> okay. So this is a, a, our welcome. Um, and, yeah, we hope to be meeting you guys. Is this New Zealand have- residents only? Yes, New Zealand residents only um, as a welcome to you guys. And it doesn't matter if your third party's paying. So if it's personal, private paying or, you know, your company's paying or whatever, doesn't matter. Chuck the code into the online store. It'll automatically, you can book these courses through our online store and it'll automatically. Yes. Um, yeah. And if you're looking at some of the prices and you're thinking, oh, this recession's hitting pretty hard. <laughs> we do have payment plans available. Yes. Yeah. So if you're really, really, really want to do it, um, but the, you know, the financial aspect's a bit tricky at the moment, just email us and we can work with you to figure out a payment plan um, because we want this, we want you guys to be educated and we want you guys to be informed and we want you guys to be in sa- to be safe. So um, just email us. It's not not an issue. <laughs> we have heaps of people on payment plans. It's We do yeah. it all the time. It's not a yep. problem at all. At all. So to finish up for today, um, I just wanted to welcome you all. Um, thanks for having us there uh, in your beautiful country uh, <laughs> i'm looking forward to learning more about maori culture i don't know mm, much me too um so that's really exciting for us before we sign off as well i just wanted to touch on if the industry the therapy dog industry or the animal therapy industry hasn't become as 
popular and intensive in Aotearoa as what it is in Australia just yet. I can see that. Um, Absolutely. So we just wanted to point out as well, so we've got a, a fair bit of um, traction happening over here where we're getting some sort of industry governing bodies happening and stuff like that are still not fully regulated or governed, um, but a couple of bodies are forming around that and there's, you know, codes of conduct and things like that coming about as well. Um, so we just wanted to stress to our Australian residents as well as our Tadal residents that it is actually really important that we've got the dog and the handler trained. Um, if you look at our website, you can see what the handler training involves. It is not just how to train a dog. It is <laughs> yeah. how to work with a dog in a way that is clinically appropriate, therapeutically safe for the participant or the client or the vulnerable human being that you are exposing this dog to. So mm. it's not as simple as I take my dog to this place and people pat it and it's great. Uh, it can be as simple as that when things are going to plan, uh, but there's lots of things that we've got to think about as well. So we take you through, you know, risk uh, assessment and management, ethical dilemmas, um, canine welfare, client welfare. We take you through the research. What is this built on? Where does this come from? Um, you know, what kinds of studies and things like that can we use to back up what we're doing? Because animal assisted therapy is at this moment in time, not an evidence-based therapy. If you're a psychologist or other allied health um, who is uh, regulated by a governing body for your profession. So, you know, your physios or whoever. Uh, we also have, so I'm a psychologist as well. So we also have additional requirements uh, to maintain our registrations and to make sure that we are providing evidence-based practice. So it is really important that if you are in that field and you're trying to incorporate animal-assisted interventions into what you're doing, that we know how to do that correctly and in a way that's not going to compromise our evidence-based modalities that we should be drawing on uh, so that we are keeping in line with our existing governing bodies and registrations for our profession, which is our psychology, physiotherapy, occupational therapy, whatever it is. So um, all you guys, make sure that you reach out to us because it is important that you've got some training um, so yeah, we can talk that you take on, you know, like as a counselor or as a psychologist, you might start thinking, okay, maybe I'll do some, you know, I might hone in on CBT or I might do IPT or I might do, you know, um, and any kind of modality that you decide to take on mindfulness, even like there, there's so many workshops and courses out there that people encourage you to take before undertaking those modalities so that you actually know what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because if you don't do it right, you can be doing the complete opposite. And that's just, it's, that's not helping anybody. So it's, yeah. it's any professional development. You, you yeah. need to be able to understand it so that you can, you can teach it properly and safely and, you know, know that you're doing, you know, yeah. um, helping progress, make progress rather than um, potentially becoming harmful in some way. So starting with and us as well, from what I'm <clears throat> learning is that you have like us, behind you therapy dogs australia behind you to back you yes. up as well if you have 100%. difficult conversations with work colleagues yeah. or employers like yeah. we, we're a will. support network yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah but we are more than happy to have those guide you through those conversations or even be 
you know, Amy and Sam have been, um, there have been multiple times where they've been um, with a student um, and, you know, in a meeting with that person's um, workplace mm. or yep. boss or principal or whoever yep. um, to help kind of facilitate that um, that conversation about why we do the things that we do. Yep. Um, another thing as well is that I'll point out is that through my through my Googling, um, because I have so much time available to me, <laughs> um, is that there... Um, I've been emailing companies and talking to people on the phone and I've been like, so like, you guys got a code of conduct? And they're like, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> working with your animals. There are companies that, you know, you know, farming and stuff, that's a little bit different. We're not talking about that. Um, they have their mm. own farming. Um, but in terms of like working with a canine in like a mental health or educational role, I cannot find anywhere that has a code of conduct Um in New Zealand so mm. um, if you know of one of please let us know um, but as far as I'm aware there isn't one but we will be bringing our therapy dogs Australia slash Aotearoa best practice code of conduct with us so yes. that will give you a baseline so that you can take that with you to your employer and say this is the this is what I'm following um, yes and, and if they want to argue with us about that they can come and talk to us they can but- do that yes <laughs> yes please do the um, point of, of what we're saying as well, it's not scaremongering or, you know, threatening or anything like that. It's support. So um, keeping you guys uh, happy and safe and content in what you're doing, keeping the dogs happy, keeping the clients happy and safe as well. Um, you know, when we, when you pick up, you know, a new modality, you don't have to go and get accredited in every single thing you do. But, you know, and if you're comfortable with Googling and figuring stuff out and you get it right that way, that's cool. Um, but if you're the type of person who's like, oh, my goodness, like there's this is I'm finding stuff. I'm not really too sure or whatever. Like that's where that level of training where it's like, you know, it's, it's not a formal accreditation in Australia yet. Animal assisted therapy it will be at some point, but it's not now. Um, but we're there to guide you through what we know and what we've learned over the last 11 years um, working in these roles uh, and working, you know, training hundreds of other dogs and students working in various roles as well. And this code of conduct stuff, it's not about, um, you know, bossing people. I think the code of conducts that we've got at the moment are too stringent. And <laughs> I, I think that um, there's a lot of work to be done on those, but show me a code of conduct that's not. Show me a policy that's mm. not like that you know so we're gonna and we're gonna end up with stuff like that in this industry that's for sure but what that's why what we're coming forward with is our best practice policy uh and the idea is that for every situation for every team um in every different workplace or visit visitation setting or whatever it is that and the team is the dog and the handler that they're policy and procedure of doing things is going to be different to the team that they know you know two doors down that works somewhere different with a different type of dog it's going to be different so what we're going to teach you to do is how to know what your dog and your workplace or visitation setting needs and what is going to work in that setting we're going to teach you how to do that so that you can make those decisions for yourself we don't govern we therapy dogs australia therapy dogs Aotearoa, we don't govern so what we do is we provide um, information advice and recommendations um and we've done a lot of work to make sure that what we are providing in terms of that is safe 
information for you. So we're making sure that um, your insurance companies and things like that are going to take our advice that we've in recommendations that we've given to you seriously because we've done all this stuff over here to make sure that um, the advice that we're giving and all that sort of stuff, we've got qualified people giving it to you and et cetera, et cetera. So the idea is to support you guys um, exactly like we do in Australia. So, you know, like it's, it's it's a opportunity. We're here for you if you're interested. It's advocacy. It's advocacy. It's yeah. being that voice where maybe obviously the dog doesn't have that voice. So we're helping the dog have that advocacy and we're helping you have that advocacy as well because it is a tough conversation to have, especially if it's with an employer or someone that's, you know, a boss mm-hmm. or someone that's paying your wages. It's hard to have that conversation where you, you know, we you maybe you want to say something but you don't have the evidence to or you don't know how to say it or you don't know whether it's yeah. right or not where that person yeah. where those people that can help you have that conversation so yeah. yep absolutely so, we do that stuff all the time all the time um but before we go i will do a closing karakia just so that we can close off um this mihi that we're doing today um kuamutu mato mahi mortina wa Mana aki mai mato kato o mato hua o mato fano aokiti aorangi. Our work has finished for the time being. Protect us all, our friends, our fano, our family. Peace to the universe. Thank, Thank you, Kato. You. No worries. You're a bloody legend, mate. Thank you for everything. <laughs> all good. You're no a weapon. Not a bee. You're a dead set weapon, buddy. So um very excited about this. And uh yeah, let's uh get amongst today. Yeah. <laughs> stuff. Learn some some new ways of doing things. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. Hell yeah. Go 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 some for a few here. bloody holidays to New Zealand, mate. Oh no. What See you soon, guys. <laughs> <laughs> kia ora, kia ora. how do I say? Kia ora. Kia ora, cuz. Is that cool? Is that is that cool to say? You are very cool. Yes. <laughs> uh, you know what's going to be amazing is that being a Kiwi in Australia, like especially my partner's family, just riff on me all the time about being Kiwi and like the things that I say, and they're like, "Chili bin." chili bin and it's going to be so cool when it's the you know when we go to new zealand although yes. my Samuel's is Samuel's going to feel like an idiot yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's going to be back on him yeah but he, my family aren't as bad as his family are to me <laughs> it's actually a part of our australian culture to tease <laughs> i think it is it's very loving <laughs> but it'll be funny like coming into um yeah engaging with people that are not my family because I'm sure he'll cop it a bit then where people are like uh, when (laughs) when we go to Aotearoa Kato should I bake a pavlova obviously homemade let's just let's not put it as a as a gift (laughs) to like from my culture (laughs) as an Australian should I make a pavlova and and give it to a New Zealander like, let's just get some students through <laughs> and then maybe we'll start in some balls <laughs> one thing at a time <laughs> let's not burn all of the bridges over the ditch <laughs> before you've walked over a 
even oh, once, yeah. Sam. Oh, <laughs> Boo. Lame. Right. Thank you so much, both of you. No worries. Kia ora. Kia ora. Kia ora. Catch you next time. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you're interested in studying with Therapy Dogs Australia or you have a few more questions before deciding, please get in touch with us by emailing courses at therapydog.com.au or visiting our website at www.therapydog.com.au for more information and FAQs.